everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast. Today, I've got a wonderful guest and I'm bringing to you Amy Stein. Now, I should have asked you beforehand, is it Stein or Steen? Stein. 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 Uh, Amy is a herbalist, an energy medicine educator and trauma-informed breathwork facilitator whose mission is to educate and empower those who are struggling with their health and also may identify as highly sensitive uh, and empathic. She works with the intelligence of Mother Nature and helps us be our own best healer by tuning into our mind, body and spirit. She reminds us that we get to choose what is best for us. Amy has come to this work through her own healing journey, and she's here to share that with us today because she wants others to know that she can see, hear, and believe them when dealing with health struggles, whether mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual. She has found that when we connect with our intuition, uh, we can better understand the messages our body is sending us and be led down the right path for our own individual healing. This is so aligned with my message of taking time for yourself and discovering what is needed. So it gives me real pleasure to introduce Amy to the podcast. Hi, Thanks, Amy. Philippa. Hi, I'm happy to be here to talk to a fellow HSP. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> There's something magic happens, I think, when HSPs yes. get together. So um, yes. yeah, thank you for being here with us. And your tell us where you are in the world. So I'm... I live on Long Island, which is off of New York State. So if you know the Hamptons, I live by there. You live by the Hamptons. And yeah. you're telling me that like we have been having here in the UK, but it seems mm-hmm. to have come to an end. You're having quite a humid fall. Yes, it's been warm and humid. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, that's Mother Nature doing yeah. doing what she needs to do to get through mm-hmm. to get through what she's going through at the moment. And, um, you know, that's very much what you're coming to talk about today in a way uh, how we can we're going through that journey or some of us are going through that journey so can you tell us a little bit about how you came to do the work that you do today please absolutely so I'm isn't it generalized for most HSPs we feel we feel all these things as as children right and we don't understand what it is and a lot of times there's not someone around that that understands or has the same abilities that we have. So I, ever since I can remember as a little kid, didn't like to eat certain foods. I didn't like to wear certain clothing. I didn't like to go certain places, be around certain people. I could feel a lot of things and I always had physical symptoms and I didn't understand what any of that meant. And when I would try to talk to my parents or my teachers about it, I was just, oh, you're complaining. There's nothing wrong. You just don't want to do something, right? You want to get out of whatever I'm trying to make you to do. And it was really hard because I I had these sensations. They were real. They weren't fake, right? And as I grew older, it was, oh, it's all in your head. You know, go see a therapist, take this medication. And so it was a theme I've had my whole life. And I didn't understand what it meant. But I understood from a young age that in order to get through and survive, I needed to conform to everybody else, right? So I became a people pleaser. I became a control freak because we're taught that if we control our external environment, maybe we'll feel safer, right? But as I learned years later, that actually is a fallacy because you can't control anything outside of you. And a lot of the times when we try to do that, we cause more anxiety, more depression, more panic attacks, more sensations in the body. And it just actually makes it worse for us. And so I didn't understand any of that. And the more these sensations became more apparent to me, the the physically weaker and sicker my body became. So throughout the trajectory of my life from from a young child with struggling with stomach aches and and joint pain and headaches and not wanting to be in certain situations and around certain people and being overstimulated all the time. I needed a lot of quiet time. I didn't want play dates. I didn't want to go to other people's homes. I didn't want to do certain things with certain people. It didn't feel good. It felt yucky, right? Like little kids will tell you it feels yucky. It doesn't, it feels gross. I don't like Mm -hmm. it, right? So I would voice these things, but it was not, it was not picked up on. 
you know, my parents were doing the best they could with the skills that they had. They didn't have the HSP traits. They weren't empathic. They didn't understand any of this stuff. And neither did my teachers. Nobody talked about that. You know, I'm a child of the 80s. That was sort of discussed. So I would go to the doctor repeatedly as a kid. My parents would take me because they always had all these symptoms, right? And the doctors would run the tests and they would say, you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Your blood work doesn't show anything. But as I would find out later when I was doing my own research, the body will give symptoms and sensations before modern medicine will pick up on blood work panels, right? So my body was giving me these messages, but we're taught not to listen to the body, not to trust the body. The body is broken. Go to the doctor. They'll fix you. And I did all of those things and it only got worse. So as I I got older in high school, I was having migraines. I was blacking out. I was vomiting before school every morning, right? And it was like crazy anxiety, but I didn't understand what it was. I didn't understand that it was all these external stimuli, the bullying, the having to people please, the controlling. I didn't understand all of this was, was causing physical symptoms in my body. It just was really uncomfortable and I wanted to escape it. So I had some childhood trauma. And a lot of people with autoimmune and and highly sensitive people will have had trauma more than the average population. And so the statistics are, is that it takes on average 20 doctors and 10 years to get a diagnosis. So it took me until I was, I don't know, in my early thirties to get a diagnosis. And I had been going to the doctor since I was in third grade. So it took even longer, right, for me to get a diagnosis. And at that time, the diagnoses I were getting were not accurate in in my early 20s. When when all the symptoms got to the point where I could not get out of bed, I could not function, I couldn't leave the bathroom, I couldn't drive because I was having daily migraines and daily vertigo. And it got to the point that my body was shutting down. Mm. I was, I had two broken feet at one point and I was 85 pounds. And so Even then, going to all the doctors, again, I live in New York, so I would go into Manhattan, I would see these specialists, I would see specialists out here, I live in a a well-to-do area, we have, you know, lots of doctors, and in the States, you know, a lot of things aren't covered, you have to go out of network and you pay out of pocket, so I was paying out of pocket for all these doctors who could not help me, they weren't doing the research, they weren't on top of the research, you know, doctors don't learn about nutrition, they don't learn about alternative treatments. They learn about if this is, you know, to diagnose you and give you a medication. That's the course of treatment in Western medicine. And that was the, you know, that was the course of treatment that I was familiar with. That's what I grew up with. That was what I, all I knew. I knew about these other, what they would call pseudosciences, right? But the, the interesting part was these pseudosciences have been around for thousands of years. Yeah. So there's a reason that they're still around for thousands of years because they work, right? But they just, you can't make money off of them you know, the Western world thing. So they're not turned to. So I tried going the alternative routes. I saw naturopaths. I saw chiropractors. I saw acupuncturists, but they still couldn't figure it out because due to the HSP and the empathic tendencies, I didn't fit into the boxes. I was overflowing out of all of the boxes because I had so many symptoms that were seemingly unrelated. Mm. But now looking back on it, they weren't unrelated. It was my body just trying to get my attention. And it went from whispering to screaming. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can understand and relate to this story, right? It may not be to the same degree, the same extremeness, but I think we've all had those experiences where we have not been seen, heard, and believed by people in our life, whether that's the doctors, whether that's family members, whether that's friends, right? And so it, it causes another level of trauma. So when I was on the merry-go-round of doctors in my mid to late 20s, no one talked about trauma. No one talked about highly sensitive, empathic, diet, plant medicine, energy medicine, like the connection between mind, body, spirit. None of this was mentioned. None of it. And when I would bring things up, the response I would get is you didn't go to medical school. No, but I'm a medical researcher and I can do my research. I can read journal articles and I would bring them in. I would bring these books in. That was when functional medicine was first coming to be. And I would bring these books in from these functional doctors, the books I got from the library. And I would say, I read this book. Did you read it? Because it's relevant and it talks about all these things. It talks about mast cell activation, multiple chemical sensitivities, you know, mold illness, like, you know, all of these things. And the doctors were just like, 
they didn't want to deal with it, right? Because yeah. it was it was complicated. I wasn't a quick fix. I wasn't responding to the treatments. And even when I got to a functional doctor, I wasn't responding to the treatments that had worked for other people. And she couldn't figure it out. The difference was that she was the first doctor that respected my decision to say, I'm going to go home and do my own homework. And I'll get back to you if I'm going to go this route. But that's when I really started to, I'd, I'd already branched into plant medicine because I had been failed with Western medicine. Traditional medicine did not work for me. I, Ever since I was little, I was highly sensitive and symptomatic to all of the medications. Mm-hmm. I, we would joke, I was that 1% person, right? It's like, they'll say 1% of people experience all of these symptoms. I would get all of the symptoms, right? Yeah. And we would joke about it, but it wasn't a joke. Like it was no, my body absolutely. saying, my body saying, don't do this. This is not right. But we're taught, to not listen to the body. We're taught to to be in the mind, right? The mind is always right. The mind is logical. The mind understands. But I don't know if people understand this. Is that, So the mind is designed to keep you safe, right? Your limbic system is designed to keep you safe. So it views a threat, whether it's perceived or real, and that's it. It wants to keep you safe. And so it, it will not do what's best for you, really. It will just do what it thinks you need to survive. And so a lot of us will be in this survival state for many years until we figure out all oh, that little voice that we haven't been listening to maybe has some wisdom. So that voice started to speak to me in a way that I could understand and was able to recognize when it started to say, there's another path. You've gone, you've gone the traditional route. It hasn't worked. You realize it's not going to work. You're just getting sicker. You're, you know, your 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 body is failing. You can't eat anything. You can't sleep. You can't leave the bathroom. You can't drive. Like you know, you have no quality of life. And so when you get to that point, you just want an answer. You're desperate for an answer. You want the right diagnoses. You want someone to listen to you. You want someone to help you. And so it's a really scary place to be. And so I understand that because I lived it right? I've, I've been there. And so the hard part is remembering that that small voice that is sometimes hard to hear or that we've shut down for so long is only there to help you. And it will be the voice that will get you out of the black hole. And so that's that spirit component. Yeah. But again, I, I didn't, it took me a while to get there. I'm not going to be like, oh, I I just realized that it happened. It didn't all click together like that, right? It was, it took me, it took me a lot of work. So it was a lot of research. It was a lot of trial and error. I was doing plant medicine for years and I was making my own tinctures. I was making my own infused oils to make bombs. And it was, again, like fascinating to me that all these plants I already had growing all had medicinal qualities. And the thing was, my body was responding because they were (laughs) naturally created. They weren't man-made. They weren't artificial. So my body recognized them. It was an energetic balance, right? So the body was like, oh, we know what this is. We recognize it. Where it was, you know, the the anti-inflammatory, we don't recognize that. And that's just dulling the symptom. It's not actually addressing the root cause. Mm -hmm. So plant medicine can address the root cause, right? But it's, it's more complicated than, you know, take this or take that. So I had to understand the science of it. And that's when I began to study Ayurveda more traditional Chinese medicine more. And I was like, wow, this stuff's been around for a long time. Why is nobody using it? Why, why is nobody talking about this? Like it's been around for 5,000 years. And so I started to understand, you know, every person has a different constitution, right? And every plant has a different constitution. So a certain plant may be warming and I may be hot all the time. So I may need a cooler constitution plant, right? And there might be plants that are drier in constitution, but I am very wet moist, damp. So I need that drier constitution plant, right? If I, if I take a plant that is also damp, moist, and wet, it's going to increase maybe swelling. It's going to increase maybe phlegm. It's going to make the mold situation maybe worse, right? So there's a lot of like background to it. So I started to do trainings. So there were free trainings and then I would build upon my knowledge. I would read a lot of books. They used my library because it was free, right? So I was that person like every week taking out 20 books, you know, like <laughs> Like, you know, what, yeah, a lot of reading when my brain was working and it was what resonated with me, what felt right. I started to tap into that, like, oh, this feels 
this I don't I don't think this is going to work. So I'm not going to I'm not going to listen to that. Right. I'm not going to read this because it feels like too much. So what can I do that's manageable? So I started to make manageable changes. You know, I'd already changed my diet. I'd moved to an anti-inflammatory diet because I noticed that I found less sensitivities then if I was eating things that were not processed. Right. If I was eating whole foods and clean animals. I was having less inflammation. I was having less sensations with my gut. And I was able to, to clean up my lifestyle, right? So I got rid of all the toxins in the house. But I still live on the island. So like mold is an ever-present issue. So we're constantly dealing with mold here. So ideally, it would be great to relocate, but it's not realistic right now for me to do that. So we have air filters and we remediate the mold. And we do, you know, we keep the humidity at a certain percentage should not increase more mold. So it was a lot of learning at a time where you're exhausted and you don't feel good and your brain may not be working. And now you have another full-time job of not just managing your health, but okay, let me learn how to, how to fix myself now. So I just start to take my power back of stop looking outside of myself for someone to fix me because it wasn't happening. I had to, to find that inner power, that inner source of, of listening to my own gut instinct, because it was not leading me astray. In fact, it was leading me in the right direction. So as I studied more plant medicine, I could then understand this, this concept of something bigger than me, right? Because I didn't grow up religious. I didn't grow up spiritual. I didn't really understand what that meant. You know, I practiced yoga, but I did just stay in shape and to move my body. Like, I didn't understand what this, this whole spiritual thing was. I read all the books. And it still wasn't clicking. I was still living in my mind. I was still manic healing. So even though I was off the track of doing it the traditional way, I was still manic healing with trying to do all the things because we think more is better, right? Oh, I'll do more. And then that will make me heal faster. Yep. That way. You just wind up exhausting yourself more, right? And you become more overwhelmed and you tax your systems more. And so what I didn't realize at that time with the trauma piece is that when your body is stuck in a traumatic event, it creates like stuck energy, right? So like we're all energy, you, me, the desk I'm standing at, you know, everything in the world is energy. You can't create it. You can't destroy it, but you can change it. So being highly sensitive, we're, we're affected by different energies, right? So I'm affected by EMFs. Um, I'm affected by lots of things, you know? So we all can, as highly sensitive, we can understand the energy idea better because we're the type of people that will go, I'm not going in there. It doesn't feel right to me. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And someone yep. else is like, you're crazy. And I'm like, nope, there's something there that's not good for me. And so back in the day, and you know, when we were all nomads and tribal people, the HSP people were the, the leaders really of the tribe. We kept everybody safe. We would know if there was a natural event occurring. We would know if a predator was coming. We would know if those berries were safe to eat. Yeah. We would have that knowledge because all of our senses were heightened being in this hyper-aware state. However, living now in this modern world with chaos all of the time, technology 24-7, our hypervigilance is always turned on. Mm -hmm. And so it keeps us in this revved up, crazy, unbalanced unhealthy state and highly sensitive people are the canaries in the coal mines because we experience all of this either to a, in a, a greater extent or we're the first <laughs> we're the first people that get sick from all the things right so from 5g from the ems from the cell phone towers from the moles from the multiple chemical sensitivities from the pollution right so you name whatever it is the fake food right like there's so many different things the chemicals you put on your body. So we are those first line of defense that start to fall. And we're the ones that get sick. And we're the ones that baffle the doctors because we don't respond to treatments and we have all of these different symptoms and we don't fill it in the boxes and you know they, they don't know what to do with us. So I had to figure all this out for myself because I would get to a point that I would try something new, right? Again, stole my brain, like, what else can I do? So this worked, this didn't, let me try something else. Or it was a like constant, like, it was battle still. I was still battling myself. I was still in this internal battle of like, I'm gonna beat my body back into submission. 
right? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, like that, the whole idea of like, I have to fight something, but I'm fighting myself and not realizing it because you're still trying to put a face to the enemy, but the, the enemy is your, your own body, but it's not because the body was designed to heal, but we're not taught that. So I was still in this idea of like, what else could I do? What else am I missing? So with the plant medicine, I could understand that I didn't create all these plants, right? Like the weeds grow on their own. I don't plant them. They're just there, but they have even more medicinal benefits than, than the things that I actually cultivate in my garden, right? And they they are there because I'm I need them. I need to use them. But there's this bigger thing, idea, concept that have put them there. And so that's how I was able to like kind of open myself to, to the spirit aspect of, okay. So there's this other mm-hmm. idea, right? Whether you call it universe God, Mother Gaia, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. So then I started to explore energy medicine and that, you know, how everybody's energy and everything has an energetic frequency and that in nature, it is a positive energetic frequency. It is a grounding force. It is a resilient force, right? So as we were talking that mother nature right now is, is acting a little strange, but she's resilient. So even though we as humans abuse her all yeah. of the time, she's still resilient. Right? We still have oceans, we still have forests, we still have plants growing, we still have birds, you know, as, as much as things are, are getting affected by the technology that we have brought in, Mother Nature is resilient. So when I was able to see that and break it down in ways that I could understand, it was like a light bulb moment. Hey, there's something here. I'm going to go down, like I say, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole a little bit, right? I'm going to go yeah. on the yellow brick road and try <laughs> this path out and see how it works. Yeah. And so I I began to to move my body with the energy medicine. So I did like Donna Eden, she has a daily energy routine. I I went back to Qigong and Tai Chi cuz it felt good in my body and I couldn't do yoga anymore. I couldn't get off the floor still. I still can't get off the floor. And so but that's okay, right? So it's not for everybody. So again, that's that goes back to you you choose what's best for you. So and I, I went through that my whole journey, not realizing I was doing it. I was just like, this works, this doesn't, right? So I did neuroplasticity training. You, I thought I have to rewire my brain. That will help me with all these chemical sensitivities. And, you know, you see all these people are getting better. And I'm like, why am I not getting better? I don't understand. Because I still was not in my body. Mm-hmm. I was still using all these techniques to get out of my body. And so, the, you know, the 10, 15, 20 minutes I was in my body for my energy routine for my Qigong, my body was like craving me to actually be physically back in my body because what I did not realize until about two years ago is you can't heal unless you're in your physical body. So there's still a disconnect, right? So you need to be present in the physical body. And then the body's like, oh, you're online. Oh, let's start, you know, let's start processing the trauma. Let's start processing through the things that we can release and get rid of that don't serve us anymore. And so even though I was doing all the things and I was, you know, prioritizing my sleep and I was blocking blue lights and I was, you know, cleaning up dirty electricity and I was mitigating molds and multiple chemical sensitivities, I still was not in my body because it still did not feel good. I still had a lot of pain. I still had migraines. I still had vertigo. I still had a lot of brain fog and it just didn't feel good to be in my body because I didn't have my body new. And this is how the mind will protect you is the mind was like, you don't have the skills to be in the body still. You mm-hmm. can't handle what's in there mm-hmm. because it was all that trauma that would be coming back. And I didn't yet have, even though I had done trauma training, I just still did not have the skill set to handle it. So for people who struggle with meditation, I was one of those people. Yeah. I don't understand. Everyone says it's so good to do it. I can't do it. Why? Because you have trauma and your body says it's not safe. Because if you go into that subconscious area, you may remember things and your body doesn't understand time periods. So it thinks you're five years old again. Yeah, It doesn't know that you're an adult and that you're safe and can protect yourself. So it was still this like, oh my God, I don't understand. I'm doing all the things. Why is why am I still plateauing? Why, why are things still not where they need to be? And it was frustrating and I was getting mad and I didn't understand. And it was like, I don't want to go outside of myself again because that didn't work. And everyone that's at my table now listens to me. And so that, you know, I'm not going to bring anybody else in. And it was this constant evolution of I would start to do something. 
And then I would be brought back into my body. And I was like, nope, not ready. So I, when I was first practicing breath work, yeah, I don't know, six, seven years ago, with Kundalini Yoga, I was again using it to escape from my body. So Kundalini Yoga is this really like hardcore yoga and it's not for everybody. But I was told that if I kept doing it, I would heal. So again, you're desperate. I'll try anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get to this point, like, what do you got? I'll try it. I haven't yep. done that yet. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll do it. Yeah. And so I would feel good in the moment. And then it would be like a ricochet the next three, four days. I'd feel awful because my body was like, you're still not dealing with your crap. Like you're still not doing the healing in the body. You're still trying to do it all in the mind. Yeah. And it didn't feel safe to be in my body. So again, like we don't have all these insights right away, right? We go through a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, sadly, it doesn't happen there. that easily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we climb some mountains and we're like, oh, that's a false summit. We yeah. have to keep climbing. More. Get- more. Yeah, yep. right, exactly. Like, oh, we're only at the plateau again. Oh, maybe we regressed a little bit. You know, and, and healing can feel like that because what I didn't understand is a lot of people want it to be one and done. Mm-hmm. I did all the things. I'm done. Yeah. I did it. I should be healed. Why am I still not healed? What's going on? Right? Yeah. Like, where's my magic wand? Like, I did all the things. Yeah. Right? And so I knew that that wasn't realistic, but I couldn't understand what else I could do because I had done everything and then some. So I was still missing that, that component of being in my body. So it was mind and spirit. I had that. Right? Okay, good. But I still wasn't in my body. And so, you know, the universe will, will direct you. I'm a firm believer in that. It wasn't always, but now I am. And because I've seen it work with myself and I kept getting these messages to do this trauma-informed breathwork training. And I was like, I've done so many trainings. <laughs> I don't have time to do another one. Like I still have five that I haven't finished, right? Like I, I can't. And it, it kept coming up. You need to do this training. You need to do this training. And I was like, I've been doing breathwork it's not working. Like, I, nope, nope, nope. You need to do this training. And so I was like, fine, I submitted, I'm going to do it. And I kind of did it begrudgingly. Like, I know I'm supposed to do it, but I don't really want to do it. I feel like I know it all already. What am I doing this training for? Right. So we kind of get our ego gets in into it, and, you mm. know, and I know better. What are mm. these people going to teach me? Right. So the, the crux of it, is that it was the first time in this life in 38 years that I felt safe to be in my body. And it was crazy. I thought this is this is what it feels like to not have anxiety every day. Like this wow. is this I don't know what this feels like. This is this is not normal to me. And my normal was always a hypervigilant state, always being on, always being overanalyzing everything, always looking for the threats, right? And I, and having this constant underlying anxiety, this constant churning in the belly, this constant pain in my body. And so it was not fun. I'm not going to lie and say it was fun, but it was really helpful. And the, the point of it was why I felt safe to be in my body was the person that was my mentor had similar life experiences. And she really was able to meet me where I was at yeah. and hold a safe space for me. And that was what was different from all the years is because I had been trying to hold that safe space for myself. Yeah. And you can't, you can't hold the space for yourself and do the healing. Like it just, it doesn't work that way. You need someone to that's going to hold the space for you, hold the container for you. And and meet you where you're at. Yeah. And affirm that they see you, they hear you, they believe you. They get it. They know what it's like. They've walked the path, right? They're still walking the path because it's never over until you leave the physical body, mm-hmm. right? You're still going to be doing the work. And it's part of the process. I mean, there's no diploma for life. There's You don't get a medal. Like it just, you just no. got to keep doing it. You just got to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Until you don't do it anymore. And so, it was the first time that I was, I felt safe to me on my body. And then I felt I could trust someone else to support me in the healing process. 
And that was revolutionary. And mm. I thought, I have to do this for other people. Like I had already known before that, that I wanted to do it for other people. And the reason I had signed up for it was because it was trauma-informed. And I had had, again, well-meaning people in the field who were not trauma-informed and actually inflicted more trauma on me. Not realizing, you know, that they just didn't know any better. They didn't have the skills. And so I had years of childhood trauma, years of medical trauma that had to be healed. Yeah. And then, you know, ancestral trauma of people in my family who did, don't do the work, you know, like all of that, it all, yep. it becomes quite crippling. Yep. And so it's something that I, I ascribe to, I choose to show up every day to do it. You know, some days are easier than others, but the, the point of the breathwork training for me was it got me in my body. Mm. And so now I'm more able to fully trust the messages that my body gives me, that they're telling me something for a reason and that it's not to make my life difficult. It's to help me. It's to assist me on this, on this journey, on this process. And it's, it's to let me heal, to allow the healing to happen because I wasn't allowing it to fully happen before as much as I thought I was, I wasn't. And so that was the, the last missing puzzle piece. I'm like, okay, it's now safe to be in my body, right? Like I can actually be in my body most of the time. Not to say that I don't choose to be out of it sometimes. I do. I'm human, right? We all <laughs> we all choose to dissociate in certain ways. And so I now understand the benefit of having all three pieces together. Mm. You know, so that that was something that I thought. Before I did the training, I wanted to help other people because I felt like I didn't want other people to suffer the way that I had, you know, to teach them the things that I had did. Because not everyone's going to read the medical journals. Not everyone's going to read the hundred books by functional doctors, right? Like they just don't want to do it or they don't, you know, they're not going to make their own herbal products, their own skincare, their own cleaning products. But I could take all that research and I could invite them to check out what I learned, right? And if something works for them, great, you take it. And if it doesn't, you choose what's best for you. And so by doing this training, it it was really important to me to not create more trauma for, for the people I was intending to help and to explain to them that it doesn't, we don't go into it with an agenda. Like we, the body knows what is ready to be moved. The body knows what's ready to be healed. And we can't control that. Right. Again, like trying to control, control externally, but also trying to control internally. And that yeah. when we can align with the idea that the body is designed to heal, that the body knows best, that the mind is only part of the body. Yeah. The healing is a lot easier and it, it happens a lot quicker. So once I got back into my body while I was in the training, all of the mindset work I had done for years before. And all of the, you know, the brain stuff, it all kind of like caught up really fast. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What did, what's different? Oh, I'm in my body now. So the body was like, oh, you're ready now? Okay, now we'll do the work. Now we'll start healing. We'll start moving things through, you know, but again, it's like an onion. I'm not going to say it's done. It's not. It's, it's going to keep, there's going to keep having healing because I live in the world, right? Like I'm exposed to triggers every day. I'm exposed to things outside of my control every single day. And so, but now rather than pushing those feelings down, pushing those sensations down, I can choose to lean into them. Knowing that when I lean into them and feel them and experience them fully, they move through a lot faster. So the the experience you know, example I give is if you watch an animal in the wild or even like my dog, right? So something happens that scares her or freaks her out, she immediately shakes it off. Mm. And that's her way, her body's way of processing the trauma so that she does not have it become trapped in her body. We don't do that as people because in our societies, we're taught to not feel our feelings and not feel the sensations, right? Like to numb out. Yeah. Oh, so to binge on Netflix, to go on Facebook, on Instagram, you know, to to drink, to shop, to have sex, like whatever it is, you can numb yeah. out and be out of your body. Yeah. But it creates, it creates issues. It creates, you know, as Nikki Myers says, it creates issues in the tissues. It creates a disbalance. <laughs> it, you know, it, it creates a lot yeah. of 
And it's more apparent to HSP and empathic people than the general population. It's going to catch up to them. Like they're already experiencing it. They just don't understand it, right? Like, but for us, we, we feel it and we can't deny it. Something happens where we're like, oh, no. Yep. It, it, it's like you say, we're the early warning system. Yeah. With the early warning yeah. system and everybody else is still ex- is experiencing the same things. It's just they're not showing symptoms quite so exactly. um, to the same extent. And by the time exactly. that and, and, you know, by the time they're experiencing the symptoms to the extent the HSPs are, HSPs will have all the tools, hopefully, to help them. But it, it's happening. Exactly. It, it's happening everywhere. It's happening all yep. the time. Um, but I'll. Um, you know, society tells us to mm-hmm. pop a pill, have an operation, yep. Uh, yep. numb out. Um, you know, the last thing we're supposed to do is talk about our feelings, for God's sake, and um, uh, and, and really talk about what we're experiencing, let alone do what you did, which is go off mm-hmm. and do all this research. And, and, you know, with the help of all the, 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 the signals your body was giving you, work it out for yourself. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. how like how radical is that? You, you know, c- compared yeah, to right. the way in the Western world, we 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 go to a doctor who has the intellect, um, mm-hmm. has done all that studying, and sh- and and you know, we should take their word as gospel. And if they say there's nothing wrong, we're just supposed to what? Like go, oh, okay, so it's all in my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. no, yeah. no, yeah. and you know, um. Yeah, before we start to what an amazing story. I mean, you know, um, uh, and, um, you know, amazing that the the, the work that you've done to to work all this out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I love the whole, you know, the mind presumably is the work that you've done and the thinking around it you've done and the learning about the the herbs and things. You know, um, the spirit is learning about your energy, and and then you know, um, the body is the trauma informed breath work, bringing you back into your body. And um, mm-hmm. really interesting, isn't it, that you could do the first two, yeah, but until you could get, and probably you had to do the first two so that your body knew, okay, you know all this now. It's safe right. to go. It's safe to go here now because when right. we start doing this breath work we're really going to need all this that you've learned. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because stuff comes up, you yeah. know, I mean, it's, and it's interesting. It's interesting to experience because I, when people say like, what is, what is breath work? Right. So it's intentional breathing, but we go without yeah. an agenda. And for me, it's different every single day. And for my clients, it's different every single session, because again, we don't go to an, with an agenda, but the body knows exactly what needs to be done. Mm. So we, we, the hard part is trusting the body and letting the mind rest. Yeah, But the mind needs that rest. We can't be on all of the time, especially as HSPs. It is exhausting, overwhelming, and it's physically and mentally damaging and emotionally damaging. So for me, the power of the breath is really what allowed my healing, as you said, Mm. to like sync up. And for me to not be scared to do it because we're always scared. Like, Oh, I don't want to feel it. It's going to feel awful forever, but it doesn't. And so when I coach people, I let them know that it's a safe space. I've got them, right? I'm here. I'm here with you. I've got you. Nothing's going to happen to you. The person is in their own safe environment, right? Like whenever they're, wherever they feel safest in their home, that's where they are. I'm in my home where I feel safe. So that level of safety is really important for trauma. Is because that's the first paramount idea of like you need to feel safe in order to drop in. Yeah. So if if you don't feel safe, I'm not going to have you come to my house because you don't know you don't know me. You don't know yeah. my house. You might not like dogs, right? Like I have dogs. So it's a it's a whole idea premise of establishing safety and then allowing the process to unfold however it's supposed to unfold without judgment, without expectations, without an agenda, without you know, trying to control it and say it needs to look like this, <laughs> or I don't want to feel that. Yeah. So I'm not going to feel it. Right. And that's the hard part. But when you, when you're open up to it, it's amazing. 
the things that will come through, like your intuition will strengthen. Um, it, you'll just be, you'll allow yourself to be curious rather than judgmental. Right, you'll be more open to what can be. So, way, the way I start sessions is I always start with breath, because the reason I do that, like it's not just because like, there's a reason, is because once people have done the breath for 15, 20 minutes, a half hour, you're in a different space headwise. Yeah. yeah. And so you're more open to ideas that if we hadn't done that first, you might be really closed off to something I suggest or invite you to do. But after the breath, you're like, oh yeah, maybe maybe that feels right. Mm. You know, and then the next day, maybe you have this dream or you have this idea in the shower or you journal something or like an Oracle card shows something. You're like, you know what? Yeah. That's the universe telling me to go this direction. Yes. You know, or that inner voice gets a little louder and you're like, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. And it works out. Right. Cause <laughs> invariably when I don't listen to my, my intuition, I pay the price nine times out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. right? And, and I'm glad you've mentioned that because you said um, earlier about the universe. Um, I, I think you said, so, but you kept saying about you were being, you, you were being put, led to do the breath work. Um, yep. I, you know, just for anybody who's listening, who doesn't like, what, what do you mean by that? Um, can you, I, I mean, I, 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 th- I know what you mean, but can you explain a little bit what that means? Like, sure. um, how were you being led? Who, like, you know, where was this leading come from? Coming so from? for, it can be different for everybody, right? Yeah, so for can. me, like a lot of the times is, um, someone will call me and be like, Hey, I, I just read this book about this. Have you read this before? Right. And it was about breath yeah. work. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's on my list. And then <laughs> I kept getting the emails from the company. And then I would get like, it would be a summit about breathwork. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that out, right? Yeah. yeah. Or I would Oracle card and it would be like, you need to breathe more. Yes. Or I would, um, you know, I again, like when I feel really chaotic, I go out into mother nature. Yeah. And I feel grounded then. Yeah. And so I would be walking the dog and, you know, I don't take a phone. It's just me and the dog outside in mother nature. You know, we listen to the birds. We smell the air. Uh, you know, we hear the whispers of the winds. And I would get like these downloads, these thoughts. I didn't know what it was. Even in the program, like I was getting these thoughts and I'm like, what is happening? I began to channel. Like I was, cause I was opening myself up more to source to this, to this, to the, something bigger than me, that these ideas were coming in that were not my own, but they were spot on. So it was like, put these herbs together for this formula. I was like, and then I would look it up and I'd be like, yeah, all these herbs do, you know, this. And they all go together, for, you know, for this idea. And yeah. I had this idea when I was doing my breath work, right? So just, it's again, we're not taught to listen to that, right? Because we can't see it. It's not, it's not real. It doesn't exist. Well, and, and it's, yeah, it, it's not tangible, is it? And right. it, it's not, right. and it can't be explained. Yeah. You know, it, it it's a felt sense and it's very uh, yeah. individual. And, you, yeah. you know, so we can't quantify it or, or, you know, you know, it it's just you, you just have to accept it that, that it yeah. is what it is, and that's so counterintuitive to the way that yeah. the world, you know, a lot of, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I just had a real moment. I just had a real moment with what you said then. So this is a, a, a like you yeah, know a real a real time um, because. <laughs> I I work with a lot of HSPs in a in an HSP coaching group and um uh and and I've been getting a little bit uh yeah I hope you don't mind me sharing with this this with you no, but I've been getting a little bit because there's a lot of people in that group who talk about downloads and mm-hmm. um uh, and channeling and I'm like oh okay and and I you know I know an HSP I know my gift and I'm quite comfortable with all that. But I'm very like, oh, what is all? all I mean, I know mm-hmm. what it is, but I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not just I'm maybe I'm mm-hmm. just not like that. But you explaining the way you explained it then. I mean, I get words that just pop into my head yep. and I get ideas and I get yep. thoughts. Or images. Like, yep. uh, yeah, I tend to not get so many images it, it, like somebody um, said to me yesterday. I feel see it. So yes. I'm, I'm I'm feeling it. I'm not really yes. seeing it, but I sort of am, but I'm feeling it. If yes. that, so yes. what I'm feeling becomes 
an image rather than it being yeah. an image that I then interpret in a way. So, but I, I was like, oh, I don't get downloads and I'm not channeling, yeah. but clearly I am. I just yeah. hadn't realized until you said that's that. The then, but that's I what's hadn't so realized great about it. it. Exactly. And that's what's so great about being in community with other HSPs, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We all were taught that our gifts were damaging and that there was something wrong with us. But mm. as we open ourselves up to the gifts, and we become more curious about what mm. could be, they strengthen, you may explore more gifts, right? They may change, they may, tra- like the same thing happened with my girlfriend. She was like jealous that I was said, yeah, I'm like, I think I'm like channeling. It's really weird. I said, <laughs> I'm doing sessions and I know exactly what to say to the, the clients yes. when they're, and she was like, I've been doing the work longer than you. Like, why, why is, I'm like, I don't know. And she said, well, is it your voice? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. It's not like a different, I don't know. And then, so she, she had the same experience where she was like, oh, I think I have that, but it's my voice. Like it's my own voice. So I thought it wasn't channeling. And I'm like, yeah, what, like whatever, however it comes to you. Exactly. It's different for everybody. And that's what makes it really cool is we all have gifts, right? And in this time and space, as you and I both know, you need to use those gifts to help other people. Yeah. Because, because the, the world needs us. Yes. Yes. And there's a lot of people who would really benefit yeah. from these gifts. Yeah. And and they're not just for highly sensitive people. Like, you know, so that's my segment, highly sensitive empathic people who are suffering, you know, physically, mentally, because that was my journey. And that's where I feel like I can best help people. Yeah. Right. And so there are other people that, hey, HSP for business, HSP for entrepreneur, whatever that is, right? Whatever your niche is, use it yeah. because we all need it. And not just as HSPs, like as the human beings that we are, we all need it. And so I think it's really valuable that we're having this conversation. I completely agree with you. And I feel like you've been sent to me today to make me realize this bit for, for me, for, you, this I'm part. For me. For that. I know, me I'm too, me too. Because funnily enough, I just reached out to the, 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 the guy who runs the coaching group that I'm sort of part of and I'm facilitating on now. And I just said to him, I think I need to have a, a, a you know, I need, I need to chat with you about something in particular. And it was going to be this. It was going to be, I'm getting a bit thrown by by all these talks. And I'm I'm wondering actually right. whether I'm the right person to be doing this. Right. And you've just made right. me realize absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that the actually I am doing the thing that I was worried that yes. I didn't understand. That is amazing. Right. Thank yeah, you very much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But that happens a lot, right? Yeah. So, I didn't realize that I was listening to my intuition when I was going to a doctor's appointment, you know, and thinking like, oh, please save me. And then I'd be like, what did they tell me? I'd be like, that's a hell no. I'm not going to do that. Right. But that was my intuition. Yeah. But I didn't understand it. Right. So it's, again, it's part of doing the work, right? It doesn't, we don't just get to move a magic wand because then you don't understand the process as much as at times we would like that. When you show up to do the work, more is revealed. Right. And oh, so it just strengthens that. It yeah. just strengthens the, the 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 it strengthens our intuition, strength strengthens our knowing about it because it's all working the way it should do. Because we're listening and, and we're taking notice. Yeah. 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 And so you're being authentic to yourself and therefore you can then show that to other people. Like, hey, you can shine your light. Yeah. I know it's scary, but I'm doing it and it's okay. Right. And we could do it together. We can all shine our lights and we can all be authentic and speak our truth and and support each other and and say, hey, I see you. I hear you and I believe you. And I'm here. I've got you. Yeah. And I think that that is the value that that we can all as humans, you know, provide. I I agree with you. And and all this talk about, you know, because not all my audience are HSPs. Um and exactly you, you know, and that's not to say that HSPs are better in any way it's just different we all have our part to play and we're yeah. just talking today about you know the role that yes. hsps um yeah. can can play um, are playing and and need to play and we want to encourage more hsps to, right. to play their part because you know um that's what we're here for uh and yeah, everybody has a gift everyone absolutely. has a gift whether you're hsp or not everyone has a gift to offer and we just as hsp that experience the world differently yeah. So I just lead with that because I want people to know who are also experiencing it. That's okay. Yeah. You're not alone. 
You and I both experienced it. Exactly. As differently, but we're still, you know, doing it. Yeah. And it's really important to honor that honor that in our in ourselves and 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 give ourselves what we need understand our needs and make sure they are being met um you know we we need we need to look after ourselves because we are downloading so much more information it's yeah um you know burnout comes quicker um you you know and overwhelm overwhelm and simulation exactly all those things I just want to go back to something that um you you didn't say but you will link uh, I, I just don't want anybody to leave this thinking that um eight being an hsp sort of like comes from having experienced trauma or any of those things because people who listen to this podcast regularly will know that i experienced a lot of childhood trauma um you know hsp and you know um being an empath they are in in they are innate traits we were born with them yes but I wonder I don't know what you think about this Amy I wonder whether because of our sensitivity we experience things in our childhood in a way that might make it more true it might mean that we experience more trauma yes yeah yes Yes, because everybody experiences trauma differently. And that was the part I got off on a tangent. I didn't go back to it. So thank you for reminding me. So as HSPs, we process trauma differently. It's harder for us to clear it because yeah. we are more hypersensitive. We are more overvigilant. We are more overstimulated. Yeah. And we so feel it deeper. It, it, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, similar experience could happen to me, could happen to someone who's not an HSP. They may be fine. Yes. They will not, they will not have any trauma from the same exact incident. Right. But I will have trauma from it. Yeah. And so it's important for people. So this is why I think it's really important for people to understand, because I had like a rough month last month and I was like, I don't understand why it's so hard for me to clear this trauma. I've been doing the work for so long. I've been intensively doing it for a year in my body. Like, I don't understand you know, I, I was told by people, you should be over it already, right? Like Ooh. just get, yeah. Right. Which never goes over well. No. So the more, the more I stepped into that. So the universe stepped in and was like, Hey, I know you're struggling with this. There was the HSP shift summit. I listened to it again. And one of the presenters, I can't remember her name. She was saying how people who are HSP, it's harder for them to clear the trauma. Mm. Like the work is a little bit more extensive because it, it, kind of gets ingrained in us in a different way yeah in a, in a more in a more deeper way I, yeah. I guess would be the way to say it and so it can make it a little bit more crunchy it yeah. can make it a little bit longer to get through there may be more layers to that onion and so that made me feel better yeah and so that was my point as I was trying to say that thank you I, I forgot I did not go back to that is that for us the traumatic experiences may become more engrossed they may become deeper they may become more ingrained they may make more protectors come up right so Bruce Lipton talks about this about before age seven we have our belief system it's not our own it's the people around us and then because of that when our needs are not met protectors form right so everyone has it again it's it's the nervous system's way of keeping you safe but trauma doesn't just affect the nervous system it affects all of the systems so that's why I had every system had an issue, right? I had a heart palpitation. I had a heart, like all this stuff going on with my heart and they didn't understand what it was. So because trauma is not just one system, it affects the entire body. And when you're HSP, it's at a, it's a higher decibel of of trauma. Sometimes it's at a, it's a higher, you know, you might have a higher pain threshold, but you're also experiencing a lot more than most people. So that was, thank you for going back to that. I totally flaked on going back to that. No, 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 no. I just, um, I just think it's important for people to understand to know that trauma does not make you an HSP. Um, no, HSP no. is, you know, being an HSP, um, sensory processing, sensitivity, highly sensitive person. However, you high uh, high sensory intelligence, which is what Willow McIntosh calls it. Yeah. You know, whatever you know name, you know, you mm-hmm. prefer that is an innate trait but I I do think it means we feel the trauma more deeply I you know I really hope I've never met an HSP that hasn't had trauma but I'm I absolutely hope one day soon and if anybody's listening who's an HSP who hasn't I mean we've all experienced trauma to some degree 
but who 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 hasn't had a huge amount of trauma I would love to meet you because um Mm -hmm. it's it'd be interesting to see how that how it then manifests in in them in their life yeah Yeah. um yeah I I really uh, yeah I really would that would be interesting but you know can you imagine now that we are becoming more aware there's more of us talking about it you know we can be more aware of it we might not be an HSP but we might recognize in our children that perhaps they are Mm -hmm. HSP and we might look Mm -hmm. into it more and we might give them Mm -hmm. more of what they need when they're younger so they don't experience the the health conditions the trauma you know the the, the only reason I've come to all this is because I didn't listen to any of the messages and I lost a lot of the sight in my right eye that was the only that's what my body sent me to completely floor me um exactly. and five years later here I am now talking about it and I got a lot of the site back actually but right, even, I was told amazing. it was permanent yeah I was told it was going to be permanent but it turned right. out it wasn't and then um, you did the work and the body I, responded well that is what that is what yeah. happened yes you're right yeah. um it's crazy right so it, you and I are proof examples <laughs> it can happen yeah. 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 What a what a, a wonderful conversation this is. And, you know, I, I only you know, I didn't meet you until five minutes before we pressed record. This has been phenomenal. I've really I've really, really in, enjoyed it. Um, I, I think, you know, now is sort of a good time to be wrapping up. But I'm just wondering before we go, um, is there anything anything that you haven't said that you would really like to say? Well, I have a free gift. Yeah. So it's a it's an ebook that I developed this year. It's five ways to reconnect your intuition. And it oh, touches on some amazing. of the things. Thank you. It touches on some of the things that we talked about. So you're getting outside, breathing, you know, be mindful of sleep, be mindful of what you're ingesting, whether that's visually or physically, right? Yeah. And I think it's like touchstones that I feel it's quick and simple, right? It's not it's not long, like 16 pages. And it has a lot of pictures, so I'm broken up. But I feel like it's important ideas for anybody, but especially for HSP. Yeah. To to just kind of like recheck in. Hey, am I doing these things? Yeah. Maybe I could, maybe I could be open to making some of these changes. And then to see where that takes you. Lovely. And and that, choosing what works. What right? an amazing resource that is. And where can Thank people you. find that? What do you want people to sign up to a newsletter to get it? Or how do they get that? Yeah, there's a newsletter. I'm going to send you the link so we can include it in the show notes. And then if they want to check out mindbodyspiritbreath.com, that's my website. Mind, spirit. Mind, body. Mind, body, breath. Spirit, breath. Mind, body, spirit, breath.com. And that's your website, Amy. That's my website. Yeah. Lovely. And they can, they can check out more information there. Okay, and you're going to send me the link, um, for the, and I'll put that in the show notes so that if uh, you yeah, know, thank you. please go and get it. I'm going to go and get it. So um, <laughs> yeah, I hope others will go and get that. And um, amazing, go check thank Amy you. out. You know, anybody who thinks that you know any anything that's resonated from what we've talked about yeah. today, and if you've got health um, health conditions, challenges. issues, challenges—that's mm-hmm. the word, challenges—that you know actually you're thinking I wonder if this has got something in, you know there's something mm-hmm. here for you go go and go and come speak to Amy and see if Amy can help you um thank yeah, you on my website there's resources so some of the things I talked about there's links to yes. some of the books that I've read that I think were really impactful and and people can check it out yeah and there's a blog well. on there I was on your website yes. earlier and you've got a blog yes. on there especially yep. on, uh, on, uh, uh, the, the, your, your latest blog is about the upcoming holiday season I know yours yes. starts a bit earlier because you've got Thanksgiving first but yes. you know um, but that the holiday season Very so that might be time. that might be quite <laughs> useful exactly exactly I'm actually doing uh so group breath I do at 12 30 eastern standard time and I'm actually going to be offering it free from American Thanksgiving through the new year well, that's a lovely gift that you're giving yeah. people there so people can can deal with their stress in a productive way yeah so you're so five hours hour. you're five hours behind us so if it's 12 30 yeah. your time it's going to be so 5 30 our time which is really right. accessible so um that's amazing um yeah. yeah thank you for being here amy it's been a joy thank to you. speak to you thank you so much Philippa. yeah you take care you too Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends. Please subscribe. 
And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website, www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.